Welcome to the week one review of the Moon Premier League. Lots of interesting new features and uh, some uh, changes in the standings from last year. So let's go. You don't have to say that. Do you have that uh, England map yet? I don't. You said you were giving it to me. Can I Can I gift you that? That would be one of the privileges of my life to give gift Dave Rhodes a map that he can then mark up. Yeah, and then I will uh, I'll hang it up proudly somewhere up here. All right, boom. Done. Say it is done. I think the podcast has begun. I think the, I think the podcast has definitely begun. Gifting everything. So uh, our, our, our league leader is going to be late, so we probably should hold off on some stuff unless you want to just finish before he gets here. That would be the move. And, I, and, I, and I've, uh, I've had a few beers, so uh, pardon me. But can I just say to Jack the fact that he had the 12th pick and he is still, like, relevant? So, it's, it's early. It's and, early. Uh, but he is. Entering he is the no-edit zone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like two minutes in, we're in the no edit zone. Yep, I think there's going to be some gold in this one. Yeah, I appreciate that, Mike. Though I, Dave is right; it's a 38 week season, and uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, um, 100. I've got a real crisis at forward. I think already. Oh He's yeah, really well, fun. with Lewin out and I watching West Ham, I guess I know it's against Man City, so you have to sort of take a step back. But you know they sub. Antonio out at 54 minutes or 58 minutes or something. So I think that that's going to be a, he's going to play half and the other guy's going to play half until the other guy takes the job. Well, he was down for a while too with that, some kind of leg injury. Yeah. He had his knee taped up to start with and they, they said he didn't join them on their last friendly, but they didn't report an injury. So, yeah, so I'm a, I'm in a little trouble. By the way, his legs are like tree trunks. They are. They are gigantic. The fact that you picked up Pascal Gross Fucking late Pascal in the draft. Was it that late? It was probably like fifth round or so. I mean, like, honestly, late. It was like for a midfielder, it wasn't early. Yeah, sixth round. Yeah. And you picked up him, and he gets you 22.75 points in the first Week, yeah, but uh, he's not going to get two tap in goals against the likes of Man U every week either. I mean, no. both those goals were we we would we, all three of us would have not missed either of them. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> the second one maybe easy there. The first one for sure we would have all. Yeah, that first uh, one was a tap in. Yeah, I guess where you know my classic where I'm going with that is. I let him go because I could have I could have protected him instead of uh, Gallagher. Yes. Yeah. Whoa! And I so didn't like him. Twenty-two points change. Is this a new regret? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I got to get into a new uh, announcement. Sweet. Um, I, I do. Th- I do think since we did the draft already, but we do have to talk about one pick. We and we talked about it. But oh, it, yeah. it definitely came true for Jerry on Marcus Alonso. Apparently saying yeah. goodbye to his teammates before the game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> First round pick. Going to Barcelona or someplace. Barcelona. 
<laughs> I thought he went there like month a month ago. They've been talking about that for a long time. It, I don't know why it took so long, but yeah, I think I called that. That was the worst pick of the first round. Yeah, we did. We we definitely ripped on that one. We we gave him a pretty bad grade for his draft for that one. So I think you guys gave him a better grade than I do, so I think I'm going to feel good about that one at the end of the year. Got to give Chris props on his picks so far. Hey, who has uh, Ben Rama for West Ham? Um, Because today I just heard news that they – West Ham plans on selling him in the next couple of days, which uh, I—that's brand new. I never heard that. Hmm. Hold on a second. David, you're research. drinking out of a bottle. What do you want me to drink out of? I said, "What are you drinking out of?" Oh, the bottle? what am I drinking? I see it. Dos Equis Amber. Boom. Especial. As you are, especial. Uh, Flop City has been Rama. Okay. He may be losing him soon. That that transfer window is just crazy to happen after the draft. Yeah. And guys you draft can get tossed out. Oh, and apparently whoever has Connor Cody, he's apparently joining Everton in the next day or two. Oh, really? Well, they and could use it. That they'll play him every game, and he'll get tons of points clearing balls from in front of the net. When's the transfer window? Is it September 30th? Yeah, uh, something it's, like that. No, it's August 30th. I'm sorry. August 31st. August 31st. So a month. A month. Yeah. yeah, yeah then the again, the then month. January again. Yeah. Oh, what? In January again? Yeah, there's a second window in January. Okay. That's how Dave got Coutinho last year. Didn't really help me that much. No. Seemed like a more exciting pickup when you made it. Thursday, September 1st is the end of the transfer window. There you go. Any uh, first weekend surprises or, hmm. Well, Mike, do you want to get into your new feature? Oh, I don't know. What's my new feature? Well, here, let's let's, let's hear it. Here's Mike T's Mohamed Salah Rejoice of the Week. Alexander-Arnold with the ball over the top, taking a touch through, and it's put in for Chuchu. It's brilliant. It didn't last long. Salah's off and running with yet another opening day goal. So, honestly... I think my feature should be more of a regret because he had, <laughs> he had a perfect cross to Nunez and it nicked. It nicked like it hit the freaking little tip of, of some defender's knee. And after they gave him the assist early and then they took it back from him because it nicked. Nick, Nick, Dave, nicked. It nicked. Yeah, it's not that's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's not the NHL. No, not even remotely close. Like I had to go back and look five times. It's like, why did he not give him the assess? 
So can't you just be happy with the goal? Yeah. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so here's like, I'll just let it all out right now. Here's why I should be in first place. Uh, <laughs> here's why I should be in first place. I, I pulled uh, Holgate seven minutes before the start because he had a red X and he ended up getting 13.7 points. And I put somebody in who got two points. So that's 11.7 points, 11.7 seven points. And uh, <laughs> got to question this math. <laughs> no. So that's, so that's 11 up that I should be. And then I fucked up by keeping uh, Gallagher. And if I would have kept gross, that's 22.75 points. So I should be in first place. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mike, can I make the case on why you could be in ninth place right now? <laughs> do, do it, dude. Hey, okay. it's all conjecture, it's all right? It is. First of all, your move for Mason Holgate was the right move. You did the right thing. He wasn't playing. And even, I mean, it took a devastating injury in mm -hmm. the 10th minute for mm -hmm. him to really come in. He probably would not have come in at all because they were chasing the lead. So you made the right move. It had backfired. And then you played a team. You played Leicester instead of Crystal Palace. If you play Crystal Palace, there's an own goal. There's a minus 20. So you could have dropped down 20 points and then been in ninth place. You got you got lucky on that one. All right. Thanks, Ted. Okay. I, I think you should be happy with where you're at. Where I actually would have dropped, yeah, would have dropped into ninth place. Yeah. Wow! Lucky, lucky. Kip and Dave had that luck. I was looking at, and it was like all throughout the weekend until the very end. Jack, you know, boom, first place, first place. Like, like everything that happened was like Jack in first place. And holy shit! How did he do this? He's a cheater. Oh, I know how I do it. James Ward Prowse, my lord. James Ward Prowse. <laughs> Valerie again. And that's not a bad ball at all. And here's Gineppo. Sets himself Gineppo. Tries to pull it back. Ward Prowse! Beautifully done! Southampton! All right, Chris is in the room. You ready, Chris? It's all you. From plotting murder to the top of the table, here is Chris Howard Stokes to discuss the dominant Kennedale Bigfoots. <laughs> the dominant. The dominance, yes, the dominance. Let's hear it, Chris. What's that? Let's hear it. Worst to first. Um, yeah, and uh, with... Um, with not too impressive... It, a couple impressive players, but yesterday morning was just like a disaster. You should have seen me yesterday at, at like, uh, you know, before the, the uh, 10 o'clock game started because I get on my computer. I'm going to see, you know, how I'm going to, you know, play my team. And uh, I, I'm like, the first thing I see, I'm like, oh, Roberto Firmino. I'm like, I dropped him. I'm like, why do I have him there? I dropped him for uh, Leeds. 
and then I looked up the in the um, uh, you know um, transactions, and I'm like, shit, I dropped I dropped a uh, you know, uh, Callum Callum Winslow. I'm like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, so my, my very first thing was a fuck up. Wait, time out. <laughs> Who's Callum Winslow? Back up because Jerry got him. And then, Sounds like a good move. Firmino starting. You know, I'll put him in because I was thinking that that you know Liverpool after winning the the um, uh, uh, Community Shield, they're going to come out and say, "Hey, we're the team to beat," and they're just going to beat up on on Fulham. So I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll put Firmino in," and I'm sure you guys all watched that game. They stopped. Like yep. Fulham deserved to win that game. In my mind, they did right. win that game. Yeah. They they just. And they, they never backed off. They pushed them the entire game. You know, they were always still playing on offense. They didn't, like, back up on the, you know, just to try and keep a lead. And, yeah, and at the end of that game, well, when my two guys got pulled at 50 and 55 minutes, I'm like, going, I'm not going to score a fucking point this entire year. <laughs> it wasn't until the Tottenham game, and that's what I watched the entire time and, you know, Obviously, uh, Kolosevsky had a great game, and then things fell into place. But I still had four players, right, that didn't score anything. John Stones, I didn't know if he played at all today, but he didn't start. I was surprised Bernardo Silva didn't start, but I was able to switch him out for Declan Rice, who did nothing for me, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so – and then, who were, and then of course, Fabino and, and Firmino both got me goose eggs. So, uh, yeah, just those first couple picks, I was like – yeah, whenever I was just kind of updating stuff as I was working today, I'm like going, holy shit. You know, I was in last place because you all had points at that point whenever uh, the um, the uh, Liverpool game was over. And uh, I was the only one with negative points. And, uh, yeah, with a couple um, a couple own goals and then uh, a couple players that actually came and played for me, it was – yeah, I'm I'm happy. Well, it was it was funny. <laughs> this is the only the only week I'm up at number one. Hey, I'm up at number one, so you know it's all good. It was funny I because I didn't have anybody on. I don't have anybody on Fulham or Liverpool, and so I didn't even think there was a game going on. And all and my tech, my phone's going off. It's five fifty, whatever in the morning. And what the fuck are these guys texting about? There's no games yet. <laughs> So, how did your uh, Bournemouth? Did you play any Bournemouth guys? Because uh, uh, I did. I played. I I did play. Uh, my I, I picked up a sec. I've got now two Bournemouth forwards. I don't know. They played City this coming week, so he won't play. But yeah, I played the Solanke guy. Actually, he was in my lineup, so I got six points out of him. He actually looked okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think, uh, and we, I think we talked about this shortly after the draft, but. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Newcastle Nottingham Forest game or match and Newcastle, which can't be more than like a mid range EPL team, just so dominant. Like they're they're Nottingham Forest didn't have any fucking action going the other way. So the whole oh, I'll take the best player of the <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Chris, why? Why you're like Mike? Why can't you be happy with first place instead of your your yeah. focusing on all those heroes? 
Plus, Chris, you did a great move. You picked up Leeds and uh, played them instead of West Ham. That's a 24-point swing. Yeah. Yes. That, and uh, um, when, when Kip dropped, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry McGuire. fucking McGuire. Yeah, I figured I could plug him in. I knew I was figuring he'd actually play, and, uh, you know, he got me a few points. So Yeah, he was on the edge of a red card there, I thought, for a while. Him and uh, Trossard mm-hmm. kept battling it out. It's like, wow. This could be interesting. I early. should have five more points because uh, who was your guy that you gave me or that you said you got rid of um, uh, for um, for Tottenham, um, the defensive guy? Regulon? Uh, what's that? Me? Are you talking about me? Yeah. You had him last year. You I had, you didn't do- yeah, I had Regulon last year. No, it was the other guy. Um, I, I can't think of his name. But uh, he's messing me on. I, Sessignon. What's that? Sessignon? No, no, no. Another one. Regardless, they, he, it was a guy who was, he was supposed to get a, a yellow card, and they were like sitting there, they were getting ready to give him a yellow card, and all of a sudden they started making substitutions, and he never got the yellow card that I, you know, every, all the, you know, announcers were like, oh, no, that's a definite yellow card, and they were waiting for a call, and it never came, but. That one I was upset about. And the fact that I didn't have Firmino, who I thought I'd dropped, and I would have put in Danny Ings, and he had at least had a yellow card and would have got me points. So I left a few points on the bench. But. So did Firmino play down the middle to start instead of Nunez? Mm-hmm. No, he's he, – yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he played in the middle. Okay. He played in the middle, and then Nunez came in, like, what, 45? 50 minutes, and he uh, – uh, Darwin Nunez was replaced by uh, – yeah, Firmino, and then Fabino got pulled five minutes after that. By the way, Darwin Nunez looks like a monster. Yeah, like that oh, guy. God, good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's gonna. He's gonna <laughs> golden boot, like Jack said. Yeah, if you have Jota, you will not be getting much minutes out of him. <laughs> yeah. That Nunez is gonna play every game. Yeah, well, you you gotta wonder how that's gonna work with. Uh, uh, with my guy Sala, like, because Nunez seems like more of an aggressor, he's going to attack, and Sala's just like more the, uh, you know, the the sit or, or the Lemieux on the outside. He's just going to work his way in. How's it going to work? Well, so I we do. Sala needs to pass to Nunez more often. Exactly. <laughs> So Off we do have year. we do have one more Sala feature. Uh, so uh, this will be a recurring one. Salah versus Jesus, the ultimate battle. After week one, it's Mike T and Salah with 11 points and Flop City and Jesus at the bottom of the table with two points. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Mike. You got an early lead. Though I didn't do the uh, Robbie Earl soundbite about the golden boot yet, Dave, so I'll have to put that one in. <laughs> it's early, but man, I'll tell yeah. you what, Nunez and Holland look like uh, they could Maybe. be contenders. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because like I think going into it, everybody was like, "Oh, they're question marks. They're but they're players. There are there well, are question I don't marks." Know much about Nunez? I didn't follow him much, but I did know that like they said earlier, Holland, you know, scored to fifty goals faster than anyone ever in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and his father—he's a legacy. His father played for uh, you know Man City, so I figured there was something there. And he's like six foot nine, seven hundred and forty pounds. <laughs> that was actually a line for picking him because he's so big, and you're like used to these, 
littler guys, these Grealish guys, and you know who, yeah. you know, because it's such a, a condensed game that you know does a big guy like that have a place in it? You know, is he going to be that guy? But I mean, it's only one game in, but yep. he's that guy today. Well, did you see his post game interview where he? You know, talking about the goals and stuff like that, and he's like, "Yeah, it took him about thirty minutes to get for them to get me the ball." <laughs> I haven't seen any part of today's stuff. I just got—I literally walked in the door and, and uh, turned on the podcast. So I'm going to get on after we're done with this uh, this podcast, which I'm going to make a short one. I'm going to get on YouTube and start uh, watching what I missed today. He's a beast. He's going to score a shit ton of goals. Yes. One can only hope. Better get used to this Kennerdale at the top. Yep. Ooh. I actually, I think that could stand. I think there's some potential there. Got to tell you, I'm disappointed in Flop City being at the bottom. I, yeah, I thought that's... that guy had a chance to compete. Well, I mean, there's a 20-point negative there, but it's still, even with a 20-point negative, he's just mid-range, right? Can I just tell you how happy I was seeing all of these own goals and not number <laughs> Oh, my Lord, and not you, yeah. Oh, it was, it was delightful. Well, you know what? Honestly, I, I agree with you, Dave, but, like, let the Lord Savior crush Jack with an own goal because he has <laughs> not. He, he almost he had, had one. He has not had an, ad, an own goal since the creation, it's, it's almost like he's like pulling something from the skies. He, he did. He did this week, didn't he? He sidestepped dropped his, it. This uh, week. Dropped his team and dropped his own goal. But you did the same thing, Mike. You had two teams. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, but, why is but, Mike but I suck, party? Chris. I suck. Jack is the <laughs> premier champion. That's true. You're right there. Yeah. I look at Flop City. You look at Flop City's lineup, and these four guys: Saka, Jesus, Nunez, and Tony. Holy crap! Uh huh. (laughs) He's not going to be in last place for long. Nunez delivered for him, but Jesus didn't have anything this week. At least he looked all right, though. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. They'll they'll get his goals. Mm -hmm. We uh, exhausted week one. Anybody else we want to talk about? I, I, you know, old boys, right? Uh, it's not just yeah. that the uh, the last place team um, moved up way up the table. Old boys did too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got a Mitrovic. He got he, the big points from the Fulham guy. And he had two defensemen with double figures. Yep. So, yeah, it's a nice week. So it'll be interesting when you look at the total scoring. So last year, the average overall uh, was 81 a week. Um, yeah. And so down a tad in week one. Um, yeah. But that's probably because of the change. On right. So the, right. So the teams, right. are, the teams are bringing down, obviously. Because yeah. I don't know. What did Man City um, – what did they get? Who has Man City? Man City had 10. 10? Yeah, that would have been – I don't know how many offsides they had, but probably um, – who has them? They had one. Flop. Or, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, flop. Old Boys. Old Boys have them, that's right. Yeah, they had one offside. Yeah, so he, t- he took them in the first round, and that was second pick. Yeah, so yeah, he would so have had uh, – yeah. with the, the save and the offsides would have offset each other, so he would have had 15 
in last year's scoring with the possession. So 75% possession. Yes. Yeah. And it seemed like a lot more. That team, when you yeah. when you think about who they didn't play, you know, Mares comes in with five minutes left, Silva comes in with five minutes left. Um, yeah. Stones didn't show up at all. It's like wow. And then you look at Manchester United, their bench was like, well, there's a couple guys there, but man, there's a lot of nothing there too. So watching the Manchester United game was kind of fun because, man, they are still in trouble. Your guy missed that easy one right off the bat. He did. First, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, it was almost from like the spot. Uh, It wasn't close. uh, It was almost like the penalty shot he missed when we were in Fargo. It was way over the top. Choked it, threw it in the upper deck. So, does anyone think that Ronaldo will play another game for Man U? I think he will. Yeah. I don't think any. I don't. You know, I don't think there's and any takers. It's crazy because two weeks ago, Dave didn't think he would play for them at all. I didn't. No, I absolutely no, did like not. Think. Nobody else wants him. No one wants him. That's the yeah. problem. And th- th- their team looked terrible without him. Yeah. And it and it hurts me. It hurts me too. Yeah. Should Why? we go over and shoot him? Who do you have, Mike? Uh, Who do you have? It's uh, Man City or Man U. Uh, well, no, it would be I think uh, uh, Martial. Martial, yeah. Oh, he's hurt. I guess he is hurt, but he would when he comes back. If uh, Ronaldo is in the lineup, he's not going to get any time. Two right? Robbies didn't think much of him. They kind of joked about him on the podcast getting like his the fifth coming of Anthony Martial or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scored in the preseason a few times, but it's preseason. Yeah. He was worth a, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round, ninth round, twelfth round pick. I don't know. Another shitty performance by Man U. Maybe Ronaldo's like, this is the joke. I'm getting out of here. And just not play. Yeah. Can you believe they lost? Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you have an issue at midfield, don't you? I do. Well, I have an issue. <laughs> you just put that one of them, across the board. One of them is midfield. Yeah. I, you know, I actually, Jack, I fucked up completely by protecting Gallagher, not protecting Gross. I mean, boom, right there alone, 22 points this week, but even long term. And I, you know, it was the classic, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do, you know, so I, I fucked up on that. Hmm. You know, Gallagher might get some time coming up because Chelsea did not look that great. Mm-hmm. So he may get in the lineup. It's a long game, right, Dave? Is that what you're saying? It's a long yes, game? It's the long game. So the whole Kennerdales of the world don't get too excited about it. They'll come back. Chris, they'll, they'll Chris, progress. Chris rightfully should be excited. I am rightfully excited, but uh, also uh, with no real, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, do you, what would you call it? Uh, delusions of grandeur. I don't have any of those. I'm not, you know, I know <laughs> I've been in the bottom long enough to know that I can go right back to the bottom real quickly. I don't think I will because I do think my first two, three picks were really solid and I, I'm hoping they continue to be really solid, but 
yeah, that doesn't keep me on top. You know, I need, I need to keep updating this. And, you know, obviously I think we all had even said during the, when we were ranking the teams that, you know, my defense is going to be a revolving door of people, you know, I'll try and keep the forwards the way I can. If I don't fuck up like I did with uh, um, Cal Wilson and keep my, you know, midfielders, uh, you know, and keep, keep an eye on everything. But yeah, it's a long season and there's a lot of, a lot of players out there, so let's see how it pans out and how much I keep on it, you know. I, I plan on being here a lot more to do it and uh, than being up in Kennerdale working on the cabin, so as long as I have something to fight for, maybe I'll, like, whenever I was working on the cabin, I wouldn't even worry about, uh, you know, setting a team, and now, now I need to, like, look at my, uh, you know, phone and go, oh, I need to get up to the Kennerdale Overlook so I can get a signal and, uh, make sure I have uh, the right team lineup in, you know, so this yeah. first week I think helps keep me even more involved than I was at all last year, you know, so. You were pretty involved last year. Yeah. What's that? You were involved last year. I was, but it was one of those things I really need, needed Kip to tell me, look, you need to have, you need to be looking at your players a half an hour beforehand. You need to be switching them out like every single game that you can get, you know, a man starting, you know, do it. And then that for me, whenever I was, especially Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when I was just out of any signal range, you know, Saturdays I pay attention. Sundays I paid attention. But, you know, the Sunday afternoon games, I don't normally, I didn't, I never used my app. Like I just checked. The thing on, I, on my phone, now I'm actually, like today, whenever I switched, it didn't matter, but whenever I switched out, um, um, like, uh, not John Stones, but um, uh, Declan Rice, and that, I never knew how to do that before on my phone, and I was like, oh, I need to do that. I don't think, I, actually, last year, I don't think I had, um, I hadn't put um, fan tracks on my phone. I was doing it all on my computer, and now it's like, no, you need to be there and, uh, you know, changing things as you go constantly. And so, yeah, it's a new season. I think that, now that we, now that we know that Chris has figured this phone thing out, I'm, I'm going to make the bet right now on the Kennerdale dead Cobain's double. Ooh. Yep. If he's got it figured out, I see the hockey team taking the same path. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so that, that couple will be floating down the Allegheny for a long time. Wrapped in a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I get to bring it in for the draft anyway, and you still don't get to touch it because I've got it until the end of next May. You're going to see it a lot in London, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to walk in front of you. I'm going to be throwing that thing over my shoulder the whole time. <laughs> Look like it's a Frenchman. I, need to sign, I definitely need to sign up for uh, Hulu. I, I have the Hulu, um, what Disney Plus, uh, ESPN Plus thing, but I never set up Hulu. And now with us going to Rexham, and uh, that starts on the twenty fourth, the Welcome to Rexham TV show. So I need to set that up because I'm kind of excited about the the whole uh, Welcome to Rexham show. All right. Well, speaking of TV. What I'm Watching, featuring veteran TV producer and celebrity Dave Rhodes. Proudly brought to you by the Canadian Cat Association. Please join Dave at our next show, the Canadian Cat Fanciers Club, at the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto, Ontario, on August 27th and 28th. 
That's a real thing. How did you find that? That's why I'm. That's why I'm commissioner. You're googling <laughs> Canadian cat stuff. <laughs> wow. Tell you what, the sponsor of this segment is always a fascinating. I, th- I think it needs to keep rotating. Really? That was a good one. That's a good one. I think you can do better. Um, so what I'm watching, well, certainly August 24th, welcome to Wrexham, because if that's half as good as the Sunderland documentary, then uh, we're we're doing good. Uh, let's see. Watching, as Jack gets a new beer, I'm watching Better Call Saul. Okay. So only two episodes left in the series. Do you guys watch that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Did you watch Breaking Bad, Mike? Nope. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Why? Mm. You, you're Drugs. not in the math? Not interested. You know, it's more than just about math. Mm. Wow. This this shocks me. This this shows right up your alley. Did you watch The Sopranos when The Sopranos yeah. was on? <laughs> you you didn't watch The Sopranos either. No. Do you have a TV? The Wire. I'm a huge okay. fan of The Wire. Huge fan of uh, of uh, Banner Brothers. Huge fan of West Wing. Those are my three shows. Those are the only three shows you've ever seen. I think Breaking Bad would get into that list. Yeah. It's, I, no, I don't want to interrupt. Like, go on, but no, I just, like, yeah, no I I'd like to dig in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. Your um, your your TV show list is pretty short. I watched Ozark. Okay. Do you, do you read? Yes. Like, is that taking up your time? Are you no, reading? No, I'm, 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 you don't read. I'm a fan of reading. What kind of things do you read? About beer, <laughs> beer newsletters and such. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I want to learn about beer. It's like my next thing. So yes, that's where I go. Did you read things before the beer business here? <laughs> Do you read books? Mostly nonfiction. So like books about Gordy Howe and or Bobby Orr, things like that. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. So if I find a show about hockey, you would watch that. Uh, David, oh shit, what's his name? David McCullough Truman, one of my favorite books of all time. Read, that's a good book. He he writes. Uh, he's got a couple of good books. Yeah. Oh yeah, isn't uh, David McCullough? He was the one who wrote. Um, he was Bands uh, of Brothers, on, uh, wasn't he? No, that was. Uh, oh it, no, shit, what's his name? Uh, it wasn't Band of Brothers, but. It's in that genre, yes. Okay. Stephen Ambrose. Oh, that is Stephen Ambrose. Ambrose. That's right. Yep, yep. What is it? Stephen Ambrose, Ambrose was Band ba- of Brothers. Yep. Well, maybe oh, we need yeah. a, we need a book segment too on this thing. Okay. Uh, well, we've got ideas here. Oh, it's so a new I, it's a new I, season. Like, you know, so we got we John Grisham on fiction, and I go like okay. Stephen Ambrose, David uh, McCullough. Uh, Lots about like I just I love reading about what happened, and and not like fake what happened. Well, I'm with you there, Mike. There are very few uh, fiction books that I'll grab onto, and the ones that I do, 
like tend to be like history based. Like if you haven't read all the light, we all the light you cannot see. It's a great World War II story. It's it's not a, a true story, but it's uh, you know it's just done so well, and it, you know oh. I highly recommend that one. I mean, I, I I watch Band of Brothers. I could watch that. Every, I could watch every episode every day and think this is the greatest material ever produced. Huh. So, Mike, Absolutely. in the last two months, I rewatched Band of Brothers. Did you? Nice. I watch that pretty much every year. Yeah, it's so goddamn good. And I rewatched The Wire. <laughs> oh, so, so, so Dave, like you and I are like boom, like we are that's, so. That's connected. why I'm saying Breaking Bad is your show. That's yes. your next show. But it's so opposite that, though, isn't it? No, it's no. not real. It's not real. It sure feels real. Yeah, I think it's semi-real at least. All right, all right. You know, I I trust that's your opinion one hundred percent. So I will. Your, go that's your homework. So, Mike, do you have Netflix? I do. Okay. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's your homework. Mm-hmm. Start watching. Just watch the first couple episodes. And if you don't get hooked, then right. just Fair go ahead enough. and drop it. You, you will get hooked. It's that good. All right. Uh, so while we're on this subject, though, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, industry. Yes. The, the young black girl has really nice boobs and she shows them a lot. So I'm kind of hooked on industry or boobs. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, Fair so Dave, before you get to your, your show, I think this is, you know, this is the first, this is the second episode of the new season of the podcast. You know, we're gaining on a hundred listeners per podcast, believe it or not. So it's not even possible. It, I'm, I, it's we're gaining on it, so it doesn't mean we're oh, close, but oh, we're gaining. Oh. <laughs> so we have six. No, 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 no. And no, we have seven. No, we we have. I like, I like Jack. Jack, like uh, he's a good PR guy. Well, we're also we're, we're gaining on a thousand too. Well, we are that too. Yes, that's correct. We're just gaining, gaining on that more. We're, we're gaining on that a little bit more slowly, um, but we are averaging more than triple the numbers of owners in the, in unique owners between MPL and MHL. So if you go back and you think about there's 16 and 10 teams, so 26 teams, there's not all common ownership among them. We're getting more than triple that many listeners episode after you. Yes. We're getting more than 30 some unique listeners. And can we, and we're, and and we're getting past 40. So we should workshop the podcast a little bit. Um, and you know, at do we, you know, is adding a book segment, you know, to broaden out the, uh, the audience a bit, you know, I think we, we even adding a podcast statement. You listen to podcasts, Jack, who, you know, we, and oh. you, know, you know, I'd like to know what are the good podcasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could do that. Talking, someone was talking that, um, who was it? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe who played, you know, Harry Potter, his stunt double, uh, ended up being paralyzed in, uh, after one of the shows um, in a stunt he did for um, the Deathly Hallows, I think it was. And uh, now they do a podcast together, him and his stunt double, um, and it's called, what is it called? Uh, Cunning Stunts. <laughs> mm. and it, they, so they interview uh, stunt, stunt men about, uh, you know, 
uh, the stunts they do, but uh, okay. that's one I think I might just have to check out a, a podcast on. But I know you listen to several and mostly yeah. music based, but uh, yeah, you should do a, a little segment on that. Well, speaking of Breaking Bad, so I and I'm watching the end of Better Call Saul. So, Mike, Better Call Saul is kind of a follow-up series, a prequel to Better Breaking Bad. So when you finish Breaking Bad, then you got to go to Better Call Saul because it's, it's just as good. I'm listening to a podcast that's done by the crew that made Breaking or mm. made Breaking Bad and they're making Better Call Saul. And it's just like the crew talking about how they do it and all the shots and how, you know, all that behind-the-scenes stuff that I like. So Okay. So we'll add a book segment once in a while and a podcast segment once in a while. So there's my podcast recommendation. Before I even get to my show recommendation, here's my book recommendation. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but so this is called The Three-Body Problem. This is a sci-fi trilogy series by this Chinese writer named Lu, I guess. Six and Lu. So uh, nonfiction. I'm yes. sorry, fiction. So Mike's out. <laughs> so Mike's out. And basically the story is, so I don't know if you ever saw the movie with Jodie Foster called Contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. like listening on headsets for radio waves and, and listening for signs of alien life. And then she hears something. So this is kind of like that. So it's set in China. A woman's, there's a whole like complex setup where they're listening out in space for, um, any kind of signs of something and they, they come across something and she kind of hates her life and she hates earth and she hates everyone on this planet. So she sends a signal back to the place where the signal came from, which they said, don't ever do that because you don't want to tell a foreign or, you know, and, extraterrestrial group of people where you are because they're going to come here and kill you. She's like, F it. So she sends back a signal to these people because their planet is dying. So they need to find a new planet, this alien race. She sends back a signal like, Hey, we're here on earth. Come here and please wipe out all the people here. Cause they're horrible. They receive the signal and then they start coming here. So now it's, what do you do? when you know an alien race is with advanced technology is coming to your planet, like in reality, like what does a government do? What does the world do? Because you know, they're coming, but they're not coming for like 250 years. Hmm. Wow. So that's what this book is about. That's pretty kind of weird. It's, it's like it. So they get into stuff that is just mind blowing just all this like thoughts of what the future is going to look like. And what we were talking about, like future, you're talking about future three, four, five generations down. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, they're going to come here and they're going to wipe everyone out, but you're going to be long gone. Yeah. So are your kids. And so are your grandchildren. Yeah. This is like way in the future. So it's like, how do you, so it gets into the whole like spending to create a space fleet that you got to get into space. How do you do that? You got to, you know, spaceship, advanced spaceships. How much money is that going to cost? That's going to send the whole planet into a recession and depression. And 
people that die. die. And it, it, it's like it covers all these crazy issues that would go into this. And then you just like, books. do you just like, like sit down and say, Hey, it doesn't matter. This is something right. nine generations or whatever, five generations away. They'll have to figure it out. Right. Everybody else has figured it out. Things change. As you know, tons of people would be like, well, it doesn't affect me. So who cares? Yeah. You're not spending my money to create future technology that might save the planet for some kids that I won't be having, you know, or something like that. So anyway, it's it's a mind blowing series called The Three Body Problem is the first book. The first book's a bit of a slog to get through, but the second book and third book are unbelievable. All right. And then the show I would recommend, Mike, do you have HBO? Yeah. Okay. So there's a show called Barry. So it's Bill Hader. He's kind of a star and he, he's kind of the creator of this show. So it's a hitman goes to Los Angeles and his next hit is this actor who's living out there. And I, I can't remember what his story was. So Bill Hader goes out there to kill him, joins an acting class, and discovers that this is what I've been missing my whole life. I need <laughs> I need to be an actor. So, but he can't get out of the hitman. Yeah, yeah. Pulling him back in, even though he's trying to get out. And it's uh, so it's three seasons. It's only like eight episodes per season. Each episode is only like twenty to thirty minutes. So it's a quick watch. Yeah. really funny and in the second series or the second season it had the probably the greatest fight scene i've ever seen what's it's it called again it's called barry barry r r y that's its name so it has him fighting this like jujitsu guy in his house that's tremendous and then his daughter comes home who's like 10 and she's just as good at jujitsu and then he has to fight her <laughs> and she's like an animal. It is the funniest fight scene I've ever seen. And then in the third season, they have a car chase that might be the best I've ever seen. Just unbelievable. So it's it's funny and it's dark, but it's really good. Nice. So that's my recommendations on all three fronts. Hmm. So I was going to make a, uh, I don't know if you guys, on uh, Netflix, it's called Trainwreck. Woodstock 99 just came on. Oh. Jenny and I watched the whole thing yesterday. I added it to my list. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare that place was. <laughs> Jeez. I, we were just talking about it yesterday at the at the brewery. I didn't watch it. Oh, my. Watch it. We're just like, holy shit. Yes, you got to watch it. It's only three episodes. It's. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been to so many big festivals, and I was like, holy crap, what a nightmare that place was. But, yeah, but, it's on the preview. It looked great. Yeah, what's a good show? What I said, what I said to the guys who were telling me about the the train wreck, I said, watch the original Woodstock, like like see the sequence, watch the whole thing and how it evolved and why twenty five years later made a difference and thirty years later made a difference. Because have you ever seen the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's incredible. I mean, it is like is earthy and fucking like musical, and like you have Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young going up, going. This is the first 
live show we have ever done. We're scared shitless. You know, it's a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young saying this. I mean, I, since you guys haven't seen it, I won't, I won't give it up. But they just made every mistake they could possibly make <laughs> from start to finish. It's, it's unbelievable. And that was what was that? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. So definitely, uh, definitely should watch that one. So. I'll do that for sure. Was it in Woodstock or near Woodstock? It was in Rome, New York. So not okay. not in where well, I forget where the original Woodstock was, but it wasn't in Rome. But it was. They had it at like well, an was What's that? Did they have it at an airport? It was a it was a um, retired Air Force base. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It is. It is. It the psychology of the human condition and. Um, I always, I always remember a movie, uh, a line in um, Men in Black in the beginning. Remember when uh, Tommy Lee Jones is sitting with um, um, Will Smith on the park bench, looking out over the river, and um, Tommy Lee Jones, when they're talking about like, why do people believe this? And he says a person is smart, but people are stupid. That's what that documentary is about. <laughs> Just the herd mentality of stupidity. It's yeah. great. It's great. Uh, like again, we were talking about it today or earlier, like this weekend. And the uh, one of the things that came across was people, like or or, or the uh, the cost of like a, a water a bottle of water was like four dollars, and this is nineteen ninety nine. There was a so everybody, it was hot, it was humid, it was like people wanted water and they couldn't afford to buy a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. And so people are getting fucking restless, they're getting, you know, anxious and they're like, how can I get, how can I survive in this environment when it's $4 a bottle of water? Yeah. Was that... Was that the organizers of the thing gouging them, or was that like individual individual vendors jacking up the prices? Um, it was. Did they get into that? It was. Yeah, they got into that. Um, okay. Yeah, they get into that. Okay. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, I think mostly column A on that one, but. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. it's. I mean, it's just. Uh, I, it, it's it's great. I mean, it, you sit there and you do, I mean, you watch it and you just sort of just shake your head and think, wow, they, yeah. How how could you be so stupid? I mean, the lineup itself of the bands. Oh, it's corn. It was like <laughs> corn. What? Why do you have corn at fucking Woodstock? Anyway, it's pretty. Have to watch and find out. Yep. <laughs> I guess so. Mike, you got a lot of stuff to watch now, so yeah. you better. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to get to work. Maybe call off for the next few days and catch up. I can do that. So, I, so I thought I'd give you guys a little vineyard update. Yeah. Flaming Toad wine. Everybody, check that shit out for the year. Welcome to the Flaming Toad Vineyards <laughs> update. Your source for all that's happening at Flaming Toad Vineyards. Brought to you by Flaming Toad Vineyards. <laughs> so, um, we uh, were. Good news and bad news on the wine front. Uh, the, the the harvest is going to be much smaller. Um, the the drought in California is no shit. Um, I can only water three days a week, 
which uh, grapevines, they don't need a lot of water, but they need it kind of regularly, and they ain't getting it regularly. Well, they're getting it regularly, just not often enough. Um, so I probably, in, uh, last year I had 600 pounds of grapes, probably going to get mm, 150, maybe. Um, maybe something less wow. than that. Um, and I've got a bunch of dead vines, so this is an expensive year. Um, but, um, I think the qual there, um, I also have picked, let me see. I picked on, look at my calendar here. I picked on September 11th in 2019. No, in 2020. So I've picked in second week of September each year. And I'm going to be picking in about five days, I think. Um, wow. so that's how hot and dry and how fast everything's ripening up. So my bricks range, um, which is the sugar content, which for a red wine you want to pick around 24, um, is ranging from 18 to 25. So I think I'm going to pick it all and um, just make a rosé this year. Because it, yeah, it's worked. 18 to 25, and it's a month and a half early. It's a month early, and I'm already there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I've already written off the front yard. The bees have that, that ripened so fast that the bees have gotten in and probably destroyed half of the the grapes I had in the front yard already before I could get the nets up. So I got the netting up on the back uh, yet last night and tonight. And so, yeah, so we'll be probably be making, um, if I'm right, about 120 or 150 pounds, I'll probably make 35 bottles of rosé. That's probably what it'll work out to instead of uh, I'll be bottling on the flip side. So on the 2021 or no, the 20, yeah, the 2021 harvest, um, I'm going to have about 115 bottles or so. Um, bad news is I lost a six-gallon carboy that I must have gotten something in there. I mean, Mike knows this about bacteria and how delicate some of this stuff is. And so we, we pulled them all out, uh, uh, what's today, Sunday, Friday night. And uh, Kathy was up here Friday, so I made her be my uh, um, my taster person. And, and we, we both agreed that six gallons of the one six gallon carboy of last year's was no good. So that's actually okay though. I was, I don't know what I would have done with 150 bottles. So, um, so I'll have about a hundred and yeah, 1520 bottles of last year's that I'll be bottling here in the next month or so. So that's where the vineyard's at rough year, lost some of last year's and not going to have a big year this year, but hopefully the quality is okay. Can you set up a pop-up store? To I can, sell your bottle set? I cannot set up a pop-up store um, because then I would go to jail in California for being an unlicensed <laughs> purveyor of alcoholic beverages. So. so you need a license of some sort? Yeah, you need a license. to If you're going to make wine and sell it, you need a license. So a, har, so a horrible uh, – so the, you, you guys have been here, so you know there's that vineyard below us. Um, the guy who runs that um, – and I don't know all the specifics that two weeks ago or so he was uh, on a forklift moving barrels, I think, and tipped over and Ooh. the forklift landed on him and he, and he died like three days ago. So he, it was a winery death. I mean, totally about wine. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. So we're all going to go to his, whatever it is, services oh, next God. week or something. But you know how that works, Mike. You're moving these pallets yeah. around with forklifts all the time. And, yeah, if uh, the weight is on Yeah, the, you, you, know, it's you got all those boom. cans on there or whatever, barrels yeah. on there. 
Um, so yeah, I'm not sure exactly sure how it happened, but he must have rolled the thing over and it landed on top of him. So yikes! Oh. Not not to be insensitive, but who's harvesting that wine now? And it's funny. It's it's funny you mentioned that. Well, they sent an email out and saying that they were suspending operations, and so I was over at Lost Abbey, um, and Tommy and Tommy knew him, and I know him, and he's like. He's like, I don't want to see their harvest go to waste. He says, I don't want to feel like a ghoul sort of. He says, but we haven't made a, a, a grape wine. And I think I brought a bottle on one of the trips. He had a, It was a, a, a Zinfandel-based sour that he did that was really good. And he also had a Sauvignon Blanc sour that he had done a while back. Yeah. Um, so he's. I think he's going to reach out to them and see if he can just like, you know, can – Salvage. Yeah, yeah salvage something yeah, and get them yeah, some yeah. money because I don't think they're going to be able to pick up and make wine. I don't think they're going to be in a mental place to, to do all that. Um, nah, so. God, no. But I, I drive by there, and I think their yield's going to be equally as bad as mine. On a, you know, they're just, they're, their vines just don't look very good either. It's, it's brutal out here right now. It's so dry. So did, does he sell his wine? Yeah, he sells his wine. He's a, yeah, it's called Twin Oaks Winery. Okay. Actually, and they were just trying to open up a new tasting room over in Escondido, um, so it's kind of a bummer. So I, I, you know, I don't know what the future of the winery is, but it's kind of sad. How old was this guy? Yeah, sixty-ish. Not much older than me. Maybe a couple of years, five years older than me. Maybe. It's just like one of those unfortunate things. Yeah. Damn. So. Anyway, so that's what's going on here with wine. Sure. So one, one more, more thing before – I'm sorry. One more question about your winery. Yeah. Um, you said you water three days a week. Tuesday, Thursday, what, Sunday. What, what would happen if you watered four days a week? Probably nothing, but given what I do for a living, to be, that, to be yeah. that guy yeah. who um, – But you know there are people probably doing that with their lawns, right? Yeah, probably, but yeah, probably, but so few people here have lawns um, that, yeah, I, when I'm retired, I'm happy to be that guy and say, fuck you, I'm going to water Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday or something like that. Um, but yeah, right now, no, I, I can't, if I want to get fired, I can't give them cause. <laughs> <laughs> Severance only works when you don't give cause. <laughs> That should be the next segment you do is how to get fired okay. and collect money. Actually, yeah. We can bring in some experts. I've done it twice. <laughs> Got a pool out of it in uh, Chula Vista. The Moon Pool Spa right. West was all compliments of uh, taxpayers of Moon Township. <laughs> so one more thing I wanted to talk about uh, with you guys before we uh, maybe call or we Hold on a second. We're only 20 seconds away from the legitimate audit, so i got to get that button lined up. Um, I was thinking about it, uh, that we ought to start to think about if we want to do something for the World Cup. Um, so, um, hold on a second here. Similar to the Champions Entering League. the no-edit zone. That was like right on an hour. That was good. <laughs> So what I was thinking, so I'll be curious what you guys think. So here's the groupings. Can you see them? You guys can see them, right? Um, so what I was thinking was that what everybody does is that they pick who they think is going to get out of the group, right, which is going to be obvious on a few of the groups. So everybody's going to have the same team. 
but then you rate them from like eight down to one. So eight being, or you go high or low, but say eight is the, I am most confident that X is going to get out of their group. So that's how many points you get for that team. Okay. Um, and then just, and then everybody, then you carry them forward and you re-rank your top four. You re-rank your two if you've got any left. And it's, and it's all just about the teams. And I thought that was kind of a, might be a fun way to do it. In the immortal words of Kip Jennifer, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm in no matter what. Uh, the, we did do something with DG back in, what was it, 18. And we waited until the Sweet 16. And so it was like, it felt like it was like, at least you have, so, you know, with the 32 or whatever it is now, 48, you have wide ranging. So if, if you go with the with the 16, at least it feels like there's – like we did with uh, Champions League or whatever it was. I was just thinking, looking at – when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, Group A could be a fun place to put some points. I don't know anything about any of them, but it doesn't seem like there's a dominant team there. <laughs> well, is – Cutter is the host nation, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, they're the heavy favorites. You guys should pick them. <laughs> and pick USA, of course. Yes, absolutely. That sucks that England and Wales is in the same one. I would go Netherlands Group A. Oh no! Don't give your picks away, Mike. Yeah, we're gonna take them. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we we're doing? Take them and make big money. Yeah. Are we drafting or are we doing? No, 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 no draft. You just pick who, who you think is going to get out of the group and then you rank it by who you're most confident with to least confident. All right. So you can All take right. a shot on a lower point one, right? And say, okay, maybe I think uh, Mexico has a shot. Just throw it in there. I don't think they do or I don't even know if they do, but. Yeah, I, I like it. So I'm down with whatever. Uh, I've never done anything like that on the World Cup, so I, this gives me a reason. I mean, I'd watch it anyway, but now it would give me a rooting interest. And when is the World Cup? Is it October? Um, November. It's November. Mid-November. Mid-November. Yeah. And uh, right before uh, Christmas. Okay. There you go. November looks like well, 16th. Yeah. Something like that. Right about there. It's weird how they do that, but looks that like, it looks well, like November yeah. 21st. That's why it's in Cutter, or that's why it's so weird because usually it's in the off season, which in the summer, and now it's going to be right in the middle of the season, or not middle, but but yeah, 16, 16, uh, 16 games in. So they, I think we have sixteen games, then a month and a half break till right after Christmas, and then twenty two more games after that. Yeah, it gives us something to do in that break. Yeah, because the uh, the I think Boxing Day the twenty sixth is when they come back from World Cup. It's not going to be the whole festive fixtures this thing this year. I don't think. No. That was fun with all those games. Yeah, I, mean, I like the festive fixtures. Plus, too. I'm plus I'm off the whole week between the holidays, so I was like, "This is great." Every day it's. Uh, Kind of interesting. I, I would think this is the group that everybody's going to pay attention to, right? Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. I mean, so it's Spain or Germany. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's when you look at it, it's like, wow, there's two presumably pretty good teams. Yes. Group F, you know, Croatia and Belgium, too. They're both good. It's Croatia, probably good. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I like Croatia because uh, everyone's name ends in itch. <laughs> Matic. Kovacic. Mikulovic or whatever the guy's name is. I-C-O-C. Is, yeah. the, is the Fulham guy uh, Croatian? Because he's so. he's Milosevic is or Vic isn't it? He's, I don't know if he's got the H. I don't think he's got Mitrovic. It's like M I T P R I C O or R. Yeah, yeah. It it's the end in I C, but yeah. you pronounce it itch. Yeah, I like the itches. All right. Well, I'll shoot off. Uh, I'll start to work on that so that we can get some time. Get some time, but these cartoons are great. There's Ronaldo with his back to the camera. <laughs> so at the World Cup, there is no drinking. Yes. In Qatar or everywhere or just Qatar. In Qatar. 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 Well, at the World Cup, you can't you can't drink. Yeah. So the well, smuggling in of stuff by the fans is going to be oh, interesting. So you can't drink. Next level. <laughs> and, until they get caught and beheaded. That's right. And so this is 22 and then 26 is America, America, Jer- or sorry, America, Canada, and Mexico. And Mexico. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Montreal, really? Toronto's going to have some Toronto, Vancouver, um, St. Louis, uh, Los Angeles, Mexico city. Yeah. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, Boston, uh, Jersey city. It's just all over the map. Yeah. I know Kansas City is one of them because they got picked the day we were there. And it was like they won the lottery. Yeah. So I just want to put this up for you, Dave, in case there's a show we might want to go to. Uh, uh, I don't even know where these cities are. So this is the, what is this? The cat. This what is, is the this? Uh, schedule of Canadian Cat Association shows. You know, my daughter Delaney just got a new cat yesterday. So now Delaney has two cats. Madison has two cats. We have two cats. There's, we are a six-cat. Holy shit. Family. Why? Wow. Why? Why, why, why? Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> cats are awesome. They're, I mean, they're not as great as dogs, but dogs are more work. Not about work anymore. Hmm. I hear that. This is the cat fancier schedule for Canada. This is the Canadian Cat Association's show upcoming. It doesn't seem as though they have spectators, so we'd have to crash it, which makes it even better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jack, did you pull that up because you knew of Dave's thing? Uh, no, I went back through the text string we had and I saw the shit about the cats and the flag. I thought, okay, there's, I gotta, there's gotta be some kind of a Canadian cat association thing. So I just, I think I just Googled Canadian cat clubs or something. That was so funny when my Canadian flag fell off the wall and my cat grabbed it and then (laughs) took off. (laughs) Carrying it around the house, a proud Canadian cat. I think captured it. Dave, it's only like fifty-five or sixty-five bucks to get your cat in, so it's. And and what happens there? What 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 are the? What am I doing with my cat? My, by the way, I we don't take our cats out of this house because they turn into little demons. 
and it was 55 or 65 bucks Canadian, so that's like 45 bucks. Ooh, Darwin Nunez dream debut clip on the YouTube. <laughs> Let's see if we have any YouTube videos of the Canadian. Oh, there's a rescue cat. Oh. Everything cats. There it is. Prop 27. Oh, damn it. For disadvantaged tribes. Oh, and this ads on here all the time for um, everything cats. Cat Association. The Canadian Cat Association, French Association Feline Canadienne, CCAFC, is a non profit organization in Canada whose yet? mission is to promote the welfare of all cats in Canada, maintain a registry of purebred cats in Canada, and further the improvement of all breeds of cats in Canada. Although a small group, they are recognized around the world for the quality of their database. This is a horrible History. video. The Canadian Cat Association was founded in 1960 with the intent to create a registry for Canadian cats. As prior to this, all Canadian cats were registered this is Murph? in the United States or Europe. It sounds like Murph. Services. I think it's Murph. In general, the association aims to promote cats and their well-being. Their goals include promoting responsible cat ownership and creating a government lobby the group. There are many ever. clubs across Canada affiliated it's another, with the Canadian it's got Cat Association. The association provides free cat pictures. That's terrible. I can't believe 26 people watch that. <laughs> 27, <laughs> 31 now. <laughs> so I think I'm going to get out of here. I hate cats pretty much as much as Glenn <laughs> hates uh, soccer. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go. All right. Watch, well, uh, enjoy your time at the top, Chris. Thanks. And yeah, I'm going to watch, watch some uh, YouTube, see how, uh, you know, Alon did. You know, and we will see you guys uh, next time. And maybe next, Chris, maybe Chris, maybe next week we'll be bragging again. We'll see. Chris, you make sure you great. screenshot those standings. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, fellas. All see right. you have a good night. See you, Chris. See you, Chris. Anything else, guys, to uh, tack on to this podcast? It was a pretty good one. I got nothing. Got nothing. Except I'm a little bit shocked by people are listening to this. I know. So I feel like we have to figure out some ways to keep them. What? Where's the hop segment? Mike. Mike. Triple hop. Miller Light. You're drinking Miller Light. I am. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pick the hop segment back up soon, right, Mike? So here's here's where I'm. I'm, I'm or do you want to go somewhere uh, new? Let's go to styles because I think hops are, you know, hops are very, uh, the difference is minimal. So let's go to styles where we can talk about, you know, Hey, a Kolsch is different from a Pilsner is different from a German lager or a Hellas. So we can talk about styles. Beer yes. styles. I love that. So, all right. I love that too. But here's the thing. What, what you need to do is, Let's just say on Tuesday, you need to tell me which style you're going to do so that we can all have a different one. Perfect. I'm and, we, on. and then we're all drinking whatever that style is. Yep. Yeah. And we can talk through yeah. the differences. 100% in. Yep. Dave's not spawned into so that. So I have idea to go yet. out and buy the style. <laughs> Dave, I'll deliver the style to you. Oh, no? my God. Know you? Well, <laughs> every, uh, every once in a while. Okay. So when you, yeah. I'll, so if I'll you pick an obscure style. style, when you pick an obscure style, 
No, no, you have to do a couple of those. We'll try to keep it like I'm gonna keep it like pale ale, IPA. uh, Mike, it's a 38 week season. (laughs) (laughs) How many different styles of beer are there? Oh, hundreds. Oh, download the BJCP app. I will not do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Just like you are not going to watch Mad Men. I'm sorry, Breaking Bad. But, I, watch Breaking but Bad. I like that. I'll watch Mad Men. I won't watch Breaking Bad. I like that. Why so won't you yeah. watch Breaking Bad? No, it's, it's I won't. It's not that I won't. It's just like I'm not gonna. Just, just try it. Try it. So, Mike, what's your deal with fiction? I'm a very he hates originality. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm a very I don't know, like. There's something about like reality that like I just want everything to be based on something that could happen. I'm a very literal person. So this could happen. This could happen. Yeah, yeah. Aliens could invade. So I just, I just like I like being grounded on. Yes, this could happen. So, boom. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to, like, let's not dwell on it. It's just what it is. I feel like I have to dwell on it. <laughs> it's odd. Uh, you know, I'm odd. How's your uh, partner doing in his COVID? Nobody's heard from him. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know he had COVID. Have you heard from him lately? Mm-mm. Have you? No. I'm concerned. Yeah. You know what? I told you. drive uh, half a mile to his house and see if he's okay. Yeah. I hung out with uh, Meg Cole a couple weeks ago, Dave. I know. You told me. She said hi. Yeah. And honestly, true story, uh, uh, Karen Larimer said, I would love, I love Dave. I love Charles. I would love for them to do like a outtakes video. So I did an outtakes video for her a few years thing, ago. But she she said she said it wasn't what she wanted. No, no, no. I mean, I did an outtake video of her years ago. I, we did. They made me do a video for when she made the announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but it was just a little yeah, yeah, fluff, fluff thing. That's like, what she was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't. I, I, yeah. No one wants that. But yeah. That's what they made me do. Right. Uh, she made she made me do a. She didn't make me. She she came down for a shoot one time. This so uh, this is like three years ago. So it's me and Charles. It's Friday. It's like four o'clock, and she's doing this shoot where she's reading the script that she hates. Yeah. And she's in this mood, and she is like f bombing and like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took all of those outtakes and just sent it to her. Yeah. Like she'll appreciate this because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. she's yeah. uncensored here. Yeah. But then I took that clip and, and shook hand it because I'm like, <laughs> I can't let this get out. Yeah. You know, if I, if this gets out, that would be really bad for her. That's what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I shook hand it. So <laughs> 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 for her own good. Um, yeah. Now that she's right, 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 right. doesn't care, I would have to go and find all that stuff. I. She's staying till January, right? Or December? Well, she's just doing the, like, her real job is done. She's just doing the, like, she's representing uh, PNC at these, uh, or at this, uh, 
shit, like lawsuit in Texas. That's the only thing she's doing until the end of the year. That's not fun. No. And why'd she retire? Because she could? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not working all this time when she's got two little kids and she's 60 and she was, she wanted to retire like five years ago and they got thrown money at her and you know, boom. Yeah. Well, good for her. She's yeah. one of the good people. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Just like Jack. Jack's going to retire. Uh, well, a couple of years. Hopefully yeah. he gets fired before then. Yeah. Fire would be better. I like a firing segment. How to get fired. <laughs> how to get fired and paid. is Yeah. How to get fired yeah. and paid. Greg, I mean, <laughs> Greg, rest his soul, was, I mean, you know, I've told you that story, right? The paid twice. <laughs> and and he got paid twice, got fired once. That was <laughs> He's the master. He was the master. So so when I uh when I put the podcast up, I I'm going to keyword this so there's going to be um Premier League soccer uh let me think about this uh literature, nonfiction and so I, I figured out all the keywords is the way to go in terms of driving listenership. So get people just to click on it yes. and then maybe stay for very long. Yeah, that's right. They might not stay for long, but they might stay for a while. Oh yeah. Well, you know, TV, you know, better call Saul's big right now. Put that in there. Breaking bad. I think, in a, I think a segment on, Hey, um, because I, I listen to commercials, especially on YouTube and they're definitely Murph. So it's, it's maybe a segment on figuring out which ads you've listened to that you think are Murph. <laughs> Could be. Well, I tell you what, those mesothelioma. Commercials, yes. Those are the ones. They're definitely Murph. I don't know what that means. So daytime TV, they're always, uh, if you've been exposed to blah, 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 and mesothelioma, you may be entitled to a large payout. Please contact this law firm. Yep. Yeah. That's so it's, it's the, it's the equivalent of need a career. Want to be a trucker from 1980, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you're gonna, I, I have to say, what's that? I, um, you're gonna cut out the end of this whole discussion. Hell no! Right? This is good. This is gold right here. The Karen Larimer business. You're gonna. The, you know the problem is when I cut out, then there's stuff that comes up at the very end that I thought, God, oh, that was good stuff that we just we lost. Well, we should just quit talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole month. Acting on the Perkyoman with. Uh, your brother and one of his buddies a couple of weeks ago. And that was a lot of fun. So I would just say that. Well, fuck my brother. You know, he, he texts us all on Friday, how great he's doing at Saratoga for, and then we don't hear a word from him. So he got pounded, <laughs> you know, he got pounded the entire weekend. He didn't win another oh, yeah, race okay. the whole weekend. And I talked to my dad today. He's like, yeah, I haven't heard from him either. He put, you want me to put this bed in for him and, or, and I put this <laughs> double bed in and then, um, but he's, you know, he's got a bunch of buddies who are, they started off owning a couple horses and I guess there's a group of them and now they own like 40 horses. Um, and, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And my, yeah. well, my dad's telling me today that, um, that he didn't, you know, he put in, he gave my brother a $5 daily double bet or I don't call them daily doubles anymore, just a double. And the second horse he put in happened to be one that Glenn's friends 
had just claimed for like $40,000 off the last race. Um, and that's the one he had happened to pick. And so that was kind of, um, what's the right word? Serendipitous, I suppose. Yeah. And, uh, and apparently it lost, it won by a nose and got disqualified. <laughs> so my dad didn't win his double. Um, but, that sounds uh, perfect. yeah, it does sound right. So yeah. So Glenn bragged about his, uh, Friday winnings and then we don't hear anything from him afterwards. <laughs> So I don't get it. So Glenn was there and Tom Garver was there. Apparently. Yeah. I know. I mean, Tom's always been a horse guy. Um, and he's, I mean, he, you know, it used to be an after work thing when I was in moon on Fridays, we would all go down to Ladbrokes yeah. after work. And that's when Ralph would uh, hand out the, uh, um, the, um, football sheets for the, for CUFA. Um, so, we would all get together and we'd hang out from, you know, whatever time and watch the races. Um, cause you watch the West coast races, especially in the summertime, Del Mar or San Diego, whatever would be coming up. Um, so Tom's been a big race guy forever. I mean, I used to pay attention to it, but I don't pay attention to it anymore. Um, but yeah, so Saratoga is actually, even if you're not a race course, racehorse fan, Saratoga is a cool track. It's, it's a, one of those tracks worth going to, you know, and spending some time. It's just, just where it is. Yeah, and, well, and just, it's an old, it was built in whatever, yeah. 18, whatever. It's one of the oldest tracks yeah. in the country. And it's, you know, it's kind of out. I mean, the town itself is, um, you know, it's, it's north of Albany. It's kind of rural. Um, yeah. When you, it's kind of interesting, like the exercise, or not the exercise, the, um, um, the paddocks where a lot of the horses are, there's some paddocks on the back end of the track, but there's a lot of paddocks off the track. And so they kind of walk not through the town, but they walk across some streets to get from the paddocks into the, onto the track itself. Um, so it's just, you know, and, it, and it's, it's like Delmar is it's only open from some, you know, like the third week of July until the first week of September, just like, you know, it's all Delmar's open for racing. Well, Delmar's open, I guess for a month in November now, but it used to be Delmar and Saratoga were the two, super high end, super expensive races, summer tracks. Um, so, so we took my dad, my, my Glenn and I took my dad there for his retirement present. We took him for a weekend up in Saratoga, whatever year that was a long time ago. Um, Cause my dad, was, where's, where's Saratoga at? It's, I flew into Albany and it's like uh, maybe 45 minutes an hour North of Albany. So it's oh. kind of like upstate New York. Yeah. So it's up. Upstate New York, okay. yeah. and Saratoga Springs—they call it the spa because there's all sorts of hot springs up there. Um, it's a, it's a really pretty place. It's it's a very cool old track. It's like the Wrigley Field of tracks, I guess would be the way to describe it. Okay. Actually, like it, it was kind of cool to just see those little quick pictures because that's exactly how I envisioned Saratoga being. Yeah. Actually, the most beautiful racetrack I've ever been to. If you can go to Santa Anita in like January or February, because they run a winter meet. So you'll be standing, you know, trackside at Santa Anita. It'll be 70 degrees. You're in shorts and t-shirt, but the view in the back is the mountains. And in the wintertime, you got snow up on top of the mountains. And so you sit, and you're just, you know, you're, it's, it's 20 miles east of Pasadena. So it's 40 miles east of LA. So it's not like it's crazy you know it's it's in a, it's in an urban area but when you get there you kind of just feel like you're detached from this urban area that you're in and the view is just 
gorgeous, especially on a clear day with the snow on the mountain. It's the most, it's where, um, Seabiscuit was filmed. A lot of the races in Seabiscuit were filmed there. I mean, that's where Seabiscuit ran. There's actually a statue of Seabiscuit there. Um, but it's just a beautiful, I mean, Keeneland's the other one, which is close for you guys. Um, Jenny and I did a weekend in Cleveland, Keeneland, 90 something. Um, and it runs, I think it's like 15 days in the spring and 16 days in the fall. But it's, it's more famous for where all the auctions are, where they sell the yearlings yeah. and stuff. But the track itself is just beautiful because the backdrop is, it's just horse farms. And so it's these rolling green hills with these white fences. And it's just, it's a, it's a really beautiful stuff. It's probably what a four mile, four hour, five hour drive from Pittsburgh, maybe Lexington. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's definitely a, a doable quick weekend kind of thing. It's really, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we drove, I think we, we, went down through West Virginia, come through Huntingdon and then up eventually up 79, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's Keeneland and Keeneland and Santa Anita and Saratoga. Those are the, if you're going to, if you're interested in that kind of thing, those are the three tracks to go to. So just their, their, their views are fantastic. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not at all, but if you put me into that position, I'd be like, Holy shit, this is cool. One of the cool things about Santa Anita is that there's there, the turf course. You know how the turf course is always on the inside of the dirt course? If you run, when they run turf sprints at Santa Anita, because the track is kind of tight, the, the turf course on the sprints is, they, is on a hill, and so they run down a hill, and they come, they come down this hill on grass, and then they cross over the dirt, and so there's this kind of like a, almost like a dog racing kind of a skidding out that they all do, at, until they get back on the inner grass yeah, track. So the, the dirt, there's a, yeah. there's an outer grass and then an inner grass, but they have to cross the dirt to get to it. It's pretty cool. It's um, the problem is when you're there, you can't even see the beginning of the race because it's it's way out there, um, off the back stretch, um, but. It's kind of fun to watch them come across. It's and it's only on turf sprints, on turf longer races they just go around. Did you ever watch the? Um, so we're on that. The, there's a there was a HBO show called Luck. It's okay, but it's all about racing at Santa Anita, and there's some kind of interesting bits to it. It's kind of after a while it gets old. I'm trying to think. There was a couple of pretty famous. Uh, um, Dustin Hoffman, he was the the main actor in it. It was a they they killed this yeah they killed the series because um, people complained about horses getting hurt in the filming of the series. It was kind of when that was a thing, like maybe fifteen years ago. Yeah, but it but the but it's mostly about it's about this group of guys that are betters and then this sort of down on his luck trainer. Um, so it's not a bad show. It's kind of realistic, Mike. You might actually like it. It's not total. It's not totally fiction. He's got to watch Breaking Bad first. I am. Um, you know, I, I've got my my things. His schedule set. So, are you yeah. watching? Have you started watching the All or Nothing Arsenal yet, Dave? No, where's that? On Prime. Have you watched any of the All or Nothings? So yeah, yeah, I watched Tottenham. Okay. Um, I and I, I tried to start watching an Italy one. And yeah, I was like, Juventus. I yeah, like, I, 
I don't feel like reading yeah. this whole series. Um, no, I don't have Prime. I only get oh, Prime okay. maybe once a year for a month, binge watch, whatever they got. <laughs> so your, so your Thailand uh, TV doesn't have it year-round? Oh, I didn't even think of looking there. <laughs> they might have it. It's actually not bad. I thought you had everything with what your little $39 a month setup had. $140 a year. Is it real? Um, so it's last year's it's so year, it's yeah. so it's last year's Arsenal. Okay. Um I'm it's 3 episodes in now, so I've caught up to it. It's actually pretty okay. good. I mean, it's I I like those shows. I mean, I watched um, I do too. I've, you know, I watched you know, them. It's realistic. It's showing you something that's happening. Yes, there you go, Mike. Boom. The Man City I mean, one was good. The Tottenham one was good. It, you can like that and the Leeds. Like, the Leeds one was really good. <laughs> I said, "Go ahead, Dave." What we said. You can like that and what? And fiction. No, 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 no. Yep. Hey, I've lived fifty-seven years with like John Grisham is the most fiction I get. Like that's, that's fiction. Yeah, that's okay. fiction. But that's fine. It's not science fiction. Science. <laughs> it's it's more than just science fiction. It's uh, it's politics. It's it's everything. It, it, it literally about? it blew my mind. Which it's, one? This uh, Chinese this one. Guy. Oh, wait. My book pick. Okay. Right. Season Lu. For I guess C I X I N. LYU. No, no. What says Ken Liu underneath it? He tr- he translated it. Oh, okay. So, but that's the one where you're talking about. It's still that's still science fiction. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> anyway, good talking to you, folks. <laughs> see you, Mike. Appreciate you. All right. See Jack, you guys. Jack, you should cut out that one section right I'm just now. Saying. Just stop recording now. <laughs>